Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to Good Morning Football. We are live in New York City on a fun Wednesday, July 12th. I am Sarah Walsh alongside Cameron Wolf, Ryan Leaf, and we got Seahawks safety Julian Love joining us. So there's been plenty of DB talk, which is now segued into wrestling talk uh, in the commercial breaks. But we'll get to football talk coming up as this offseason is really dwindling down, guys. It's it's about to get real. But as, what did you say earlier, Ryan? We are content providers in the uh, offseason. We have six more days of content. We got, yeah. we got to provide some content here. So now it is time for the lead block. How about lead block! Yeah, how about some Seahawks content? In April, Jackson Smith and Jigba became the first wide receiver off the draft board as the 20th overall selection. The former Buckeye joining a talented Seattle wide receiver room that includes DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and GM John Schneider spoke highly of Jackson at the Seahawks rookie spotlight. The work ethic, the character, the talent, and, and him knowing like, hey, look, like that was great. He's, he's kind of like, yeah, like we talked about the Rose Bowl, like, and that's unbelievable. He's always going to have that in his back pocket, but his ceiling is off the chain. Like that, Jack. That sounds like a totally good guy. Like off the chain. <laughs> Off the charts, and uh, uh, that's a few years ago, John. Really, it's not even cool anymore. It has been 14 years. What's it take to be, I mean, a really good slot receiver? Yeah, I would just say being quarterback friendly. You know, you're the closest lining up to them, so for you to be a reliable target is uh, very key. And I feel like I have those attributes. 
from one Seahawk to another, both new Seahawks. Julian, how confident are you that your new team will build off last season's surprising success? Of course I'm yeah. confident. <laughs> uh, well, I, don't know. I don't know, Sarah. I'm not uh, feeling great about it. Yeah, exactly. No, I feel real confident about the group we have. You know, last year, it just does a good job. John Schneider and Pete Carroll just does a good job. And they hit big on some key rookies, some overlooked rookies. You know, they got Tariq Woolen. Uh, they got Ken Walker. They got Charles Cross, Abraham Lucas. They, they hit big on some key positions. And guys really held their own as rookies, which is huge. And then they followed that up by drafting Devin Winderspoon with the fifth overall pick and Jackson Smith and Jigba, as you saw in the first round this year. They got Derek Hall, some other key rookies, talented rookies, guys I've been around that are studs. Then they signed me. They signed Draymond Jones. They, they, they're getting, we're getting a team together right now. And yeah, I feel confident. All it takes now is, you know, it, it's one thing to look good on paper. I don't like talking about potential. It looks good on paper. What it takes now is for those year two guys to take that next step up as well, for rookies to learn and make mistakes fast, and for the leaders to continue leading. You know, there's a great leadership with Geno Smith, Quandre Diggs, uh, Jamal Adams, obviously DK and Tyler Lockett, our, you know, studs across the board. We got Bobby back, yeah, Bobby Wagner. That was the one that was... Uh, and so when you look at our, our team, I think we have a lot of talented guys, uh, a lot of guys who are good leaders who know how to play well together. And now this training camp is important for us. Even maybe more important, Schneider's selling of off the chain. Were you, were you in, did, he, did he sell it? Oh, my gosh, no. You got to give him a little flack a little when, you, when you get back in the building. The um, the, to me, the Seahawks were the, the biggest surprise of last season, the biggest positive surprise. And the question always is, were they a one-hit wonder? My answer is no. And I will start with Geno Smith because he was a guy who, placing Russell Wilson, didn't have a lot of expectations. This was his first opportunity in eight years to become a starter. A lot of times you don't get that second opportunity after that much time. He was excellent. People don't realize how great he was, and it wasn't just a check down offense. He made a lot of big throws down the field. He was not afraid, and he still had a 70% completion rate. I think this is a start of a second half of his career resurgence for Geno Smith. And you talked about Jackson Smith and Jigba. That offense was already very good. The one flaw was they were one of the worst teams in throwing in the slot last year. You add Jackson Smith and Jigba, they seem like they want to have him be a true slot receiver, which is what he does best. Add him with DK Metcalf, with Tyler with Tyler Lockett. And then on the other side of the ball, you added Julian Love, but they also added uh, Witherspoon, who I love in the draft. The Tariq, Tariq Woolen was great. He needs a pairing on the other side, and now he has that Witherspoon. Add in Julian Love. This team's very complete. I still think the Eagles are the class of the NFC, but why can't the Seahawks be too? Why can't they win the NFC West and beat the 49ers team that has a lot of uncertainty with their quarterback situation right now? Well, I think that's what people are expecting. I, I think after what they were able to accomplish in Seattle last year with the resurgence of Geno Smith, I assume that the expectations are going to be at a very high-pitched level to do exactly that in a division where your real only competition I feel is going to be in the Bay there in San Francisco uh, the Arizona Cardinals are going to struggle a lot and I think Los Angeles is going to have to figure out where they're going next so this is a perfect opportunity for Seattle to take that next step outside the Russell Wilson era unfortunately I do think they come back to the pack just a little bit I think defensive coordinators had nothing prepared really for Geno Smith heading into last year we've seen that take place in other situations when you don't know who the quarterback's going to be I do think there's going to be a plan in place to maybe try to limit him a little bit but I don't think this team gets worse I think they stay around the same it just may come back to the pack a little bit 
they're going to be in a situation where they're vying for that final playoff spot, the six or seven playoff spot, alongside the likes of the Chicago Bears, Atlanta Falcons, Green Bay Packers, New York Giants. I think that little clump of teams right there kind of sitting outside in the division are being the teams that are going to be playing for it. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if they're playing on Wild Card Weekend and upset somebody to get to the divisional weekend. Kim, you touched on it. Is people questioning, is this a one-hit wonder? And show me the Seattle defensive stars. And we talk about Geno a lot, but the Seattle defense was really, really good. And when you look at some of these guys that starred on defense and their ages, I don't know if we can pull it up, but, I mean, these are all, like, young, young studs. Yeah. So when we talk about, was it just like a window? No, no, no. These guys are only going to get better and more experienced. And, I mean, you look down the list of, of everybody that they have and, and just some of these names – who they've drafted. Obviously, they had a super successful draft, but like, let me just go down a couple of these guys. Jordan Brooks is 25. Daryl Harold, 26. Mm-hmm. Devin Witherspoon's 22. Yep. Tariq Woolen's 24. Julian, you hear some of those names, given what they did and their ages, and that has to just get you psyched about this defense and joining it. Yeah, I mean, I'm super excited about you know, this defense is secondary. I'm 25 for those. You know, <laughs> I'm in, like, I'm in that conversation. Uh, <laughs> uh, but the secondary is great because, you know, you have, obviously, we drafted Little Spoon, uh, Witherspoon. Uh, you got Tariq Willem, but Mike Jackson also is a very talented corner, mm-hmm. uh, NFL-ready corner who plays at a high level, has some experience across the league. Kobe Bryant had a great rookie year in the nickel, in the, uh, in the slot, which is probably the toughest position to play because you have a lot going on. He did a, a great job. He's going to try to take a next step. A talented guy as well. And, yeah, you have me, Jamal, Quandre. Uh, it's a good cast around this defensive backfield. And then, yeah, getting Bobby back, like I mentioned earlier, is huge. This guy is a leader. We needed kind of a center. Having Jordan Brooks, hopefully he gets healthy soon. You know, the D-line's revamped. And so, yeah, right now it looks promising. I'm excited. Being out there this spring for this OTA period was fun because I get to understand, you know, the defensive scheme, get to know the coaches, get to know the players, kind of get that camaraderie right because that's what it will take going into this year is for us to be tight from the jump. There's no chance, you know, last year Seattle started a little slower. There's no chance for that or there's no possibility. There's no way we can start slow for us to be successful down the road. So we have to have a fast start and that takes place in training camp, the preseason, getting that chemistry right and just bonding as a team. Do you like that the Niners get so much attention? Do you guys feel disrespected or do you like that you can kind of just sit up in that northwest corner? Go ahead, give them all the attention and let us do. I just am curious, like on the flip side of that, are you annoyed by it or do you like it? No, I mean, listen, I'm not I'm never annoyed at other success. Uh, you can put a chip on your shoulder if you want and say, yeah, we're disrespected. The, the Niners have it uh, in NFC West. But it's not that case. You know, it's a situation where we like to work in the shadows. You know, where Pete Carroll always is harping on, we're going to go about our work. People not, might not be talking about us. That's okay. They weren't talking about us last year. They were talking down on our draft picks, and those guys turned out great. And so there, there's a, you know, there's something brewing up there in uh, Seattle. It's not just the coffee. Uh, <laughs> and so we're excited to take shape of that this year. Yeah, and I mean, there's going to be some trash talk. You know, that's kind of synonymous with the Seahawks brand. But we're going to do, we're going to play ball the right way for sure this year. Julian, you mentioned the draft picks. Tariq Woolen, we talked about DBs. He belongs in one of the top DBs based on yeah. how he played last year. Briefly, I'm looking at the Seahawks schedule. There's a game in there that maybe Seahawks fans aren't thinking about, but maybe you are <laughs> against the Giants. What, what, are we, what should we expect when, when you play your old team next season? 
Yeah, we I think week four, uh, Monday Night Football. <laughs> Monday Night Football. And, uh, October. Time, uh, it's about seven hours away from now. Uh, <laughs> Not you know, circled at all for you, right? <laughs> no. It'll be exciting to get back to MetLife. You know, I enjoyed playing there. But yeah, we're you know that's early in the year, and so those first few games are key in starting a season off right. Um, and so you know I won't make it anything bigger than it is. It'll be good to see former players, some former friends, former coaches, all that stuff. Uh, but we're gonna you know hopefully go in there. It's a week one. We're gonna start week one on the right foot. And that's the only goal we have. It wouldn't hurt to get a pick that day, though. It wouldn't hurt at all to get a pick that day. <laughs> uh, coming up, NFL vet and friend of the show, Thomas Davis, is going to join us here in the studio. We're going to get his take on the Panthers' past and present. Plus, we're talking to Raiders defensive tackle Matthew Butler about his goals for the 2023 season. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, you know, Creighton, you don't watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team that cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then those. Never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, guys, it's Ray from the Bobby Bone Show here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Let's go! Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the hills to the trails all over. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander, with three spacious rows of seating, up to eight passengers, yeah. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer, check out amazing national sales event deals on RAV4s, Highlanders, and more. Visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Welcome back 
for our new guest, a five-time member of the SEC Academic Honor Roll. He majored in political science and is taking his leadership skills to the Las Vegas Raiders. Please welcome Raiders defensive tackle Matthew Butler. Matthew, thanks for joining us. Uh, the Raiders have a lot of depth at the defensive tackle position, including yourself, and you know it's competitive. What have you been working on this spring and summer? Tell us your goals for the 23 season. Yeah, man, so that competition is going to bring out the best in me. It's also going to bring out the best from the guys in our group. This all season I've been learning myself, learning my body, working on modalities for my body, cultivating trust and camaraderie with my teammates, and just trying to get better. I've been in guys in, in, in our, on our teams here, whether it be Max Crosby, Chandler Jones, other vets at different positions. And I've had the opportunity to talk to some guys around the league just about ways that they're continuing to get better, ways that they're staying in the league, ways that they're achieving their goals. My goal, you know, keep it simple, be in tremendous shape, do my job to the very best of my ability every day consistently, and help this team in every way imaginable. Now, the Raiders had a big defensive piece in the NFL draft with Tyree Wilson. You already have Max Crosby and Chandler Jones. How does Wilson change the dynamics of the Raiders' D? And what's the potential for the Vegas defense? Yeah, so Tyree, he has all the tools. He could be a great player. And him, myself, everybody else, we're just fighting to help the team. You know, we all want to be part of something bigger than ourselves. It's not just about us. It's not just about the defense. It's about the team. And when we put the team first, the possibilities are endless. You're entering your second NFL season. Last year, you got to play with a pretty exciting quarterback in Derek Carr. This year, there's been so much talk about your new quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be under center. Why is Jimmy the right guy to lead this Raiders offense right now? ton of respect for Derek, ton of respect for Jimmy. I've had opportunities to really have real conversations with both of them. Jimmy, he's a great player, and he's had great success in this league in different circumstances and situations. And one thing about us, we trust that we're going to put the best players in the best position to win games and put us in position to have all the success that we want. So definitely, it's a, it's a trust thing. We definitely trust upstairs, our coaches, and the rest of our team to just put us in positions to win those games. That's, that's the end goal, right? Matthew, you, you played it at Tennessee. We were talking about it in the break a little bit. Uh, this past draft, five volunteers were selected, with the highest being Hendon Hooker, of course. You've seen him play up close. What are the Lions getting in the quarterback? And could we see him one day as that Detroit's starting quarterback? Yeah, so Hendon's a good player, and he's an even better dude. I know him very personally. Detroit drafted him for a reason. You know, I hope the best for him. I hope the best for all the guys who came out in this past draft, obviously myself and everybody who came out in the draft before, even the draft before that with guys like Trey Smith. You know, I hope the best for them within reason, of course. When we're playing against them, you know, I'm hoping the best for our team and, and myself. But, you know, those are my guys. I'm in great contact with them. There's going to be guys coming out of Tennessee this upcoming year. I hope the best for them. And, you know, we're all real close. We built a real camaraderie there at Tennessee. And now I'm just hoping and praying for success for, obviously, myself and them as well. You know, at the next level, this is what we dream of as kids. 
Matthew, you, you set the foundation, you and your group for that Vols team that went 11-2 this year. You mentioned guys coming up. Joe Milton, another quarterback coming up for them uh, in the coming years. So, Matthew, you recently started the Matthew Butler Foundation, helping people. Why did you decide to start that foundation? And tell us a little bit more, what will the focus be? Yeah, so I started the Matthew Butler Foundation because I have a heart to, to give back. I have a heart to impact others, especially with my platform. I'm not going to sit here and say that there's not other guys who come from where I come from or who have the same outlook as me who who, who don't get the chance to, to do this. But since I have been blessed to do this, I have been blessed to have this platform. You know, it's a focus of mine to, to give back, to impact others in a positive way. That's That's my life goal. That's my outlook on life. My foundation's focus is going to be on support for, for single parents, nutrition for youth, and early detection of conditions for youth. That's affected my circle. That affects people all over all over Las Vegas, all over the country, all over the world. And just in any way possible, I want to give back and, and, and let people know that, you know, you're not alone. And on top of that, just give support for those who may not really realize that they have support. Not only is that a lot like my foundation's goal, but that's that's my goal. That's my my personal goal. That's my life mission. So it's a blessing that I, I've been put in a position that I can do that and help others and give people the help that maybe they never ever, never ever received before. Matthew, that's awesome. Sounds like you're going to help so many people. And before you leave, I want to ask you one more Vols question. Did you get any fun with Josh Jacobs uh, this year when the Vols beat Bama? <laughs> yes, yes, Josh Jacobs. <laughs> Anthony Avery. I mean, if the Vols were in, we'd be Clemson. I'm, I'm in Cleve Farrell's ear. You know, I'm, I'm calling people around the league like, hey, man, come on now. You know, it's great to see, man. Like, I'm, I'm proud of I'm proud of all the guys there. I'm also proud of the, the, the legacy that myself and others have left at that university. I hold a lot of love in my heart for that university. And I hold a lot of love in my heart for, for my teammates. So I love seeing it. Well, thank you, Matthew. Uh, that's the Matthew Butler Foundation. To learn more, go to givebutler.com. And uh, thank you, Matthew, for your time, and good luck to you and the Raiders this season. Yes, thank you. I appreciate it. You know, earlier in the show, our Ryan Leaf shared with us the stat that of players that have played eight-plus years in this league, there's only a 1,000 of them, which makes what I'm about to say absolutely insane. Our next guest spent 16 years playing in the NFL. He is a three-time Pro Bowler and All-Pro, a great friend of the show. Please welcome back the one, the only, Thomas Davis. Yes, Not trying to make me say the two. <laughs> 16 years. It's crazy. Well, we were just talking about how hard it is to go to eight. So then I, when I saw 16, double, I don't, we haven't dug up those stats, but right. how many have played 16 plus? I would imagine that number's got to dwindle way down. I want to ask you, the Panthers announced earlier this week, two legends are going to go yes. into their Hall of Honor, Julius Peppers and Musin Muhammad. You shared the field with both of those guys. Uh, we'll start on the defensive side of the ball. You came in as a rookie. Peppers was the leader of that defense. Tell us about your relationship with him and what he taught you during your career. Listen, when I came into the NFL and Julius Peppers was on that team, that was when I knew it was time for me to grow up and grow up fast because you have a guy that's 6'7", 
290 pounds, running faster than most of our DBs. I'm like, man, what world is this that I'm <laughs> in right now? But Julius Peppers, man, one of the nicest guys that you will ever meet, the most humble guy ever. But he worked extremely hard, and he he taught me how to become a professional. And that's one of the things that you know I I look to Julius a lot on on his leadership skills on the field. He didn't talk a lot when I first got there, but he worked very hard, and that's some of the things that we learned from him. But I had the opportunity to still be there when Pelp went to Chicago. He left Chicago, went to Green Bay, and came back home to Carolina. So just to watch the maturation process that he had over the course of his career was huge for me as a player and as a person, um, just seeing how much he grew up over that time. So I'm from Chicago, and I enjoyed Julius Peppers when he was with, with them for a bit. But you had a hand in recruiting him back to Carolina absolutely, in 2017. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> what were those conversations like? How'd you do it? Man, I, I was recruiting Pep when he was in Chicago trying to get him to come back. Like, look, man, we're, we're building something over here. We're building a really, really good squad. You might want to come back. And we, we would talk about it, and he would get close. And then after his time was up in Chicago, he kind of leaned toward it. We talked about it, but then... Green Bay came and offered the bag. And you know how it is as a player. When somebody <laughs> dropped the bag on you, you got to follow that. But mm -hmm. um, for Pep to be able to come back and finish his career, you know, it was after we went to the Super Bowl, he just wanted to come back and, and, and try to be a part of something special and trying to get back to that point. We weren't able to do that, but uh, for him to come back and finish his career in Carolina, I knew it was a special moment for him. Absolutely. Uh, and Musin, to talk about the other guy, Muhammad, wasn't in Carolina when you were first drafted there, yeah. but he returned for his final two seasons in 08 and 09. What is a story that you have about his return to the Panthers and your time with him? Man, Moose, Moose is one of the hardest working men that I've ever been around because you, you, you look at a receiver and you know that tenure is not that long, but you look at the way Moose worked, you understood how he was able to be that big physical possession receiver. You know, the, big, the best story that I have, though, about Moose is I didn't get the chance to play with him my rookie year because he had just left and gone to Chicago as well, but... We had a package in in the playoffs when we got ready to play against the Chicago Bears, and I was the moose stopper. They had me, <laughs> they had me being the guy in the special package that was covering moose, and he hated it. He could not stand it because every single time we knew what route he was going to run when he was in a certain spot, and I would run the route for him. And he absolutely hated it. He would come back to our coaches and talk about it. But once he came back to our team, I understood why everybody loved Musa Muhammad, why he was the man that he was, why he was the player that he was, because he worked extremely hard. And there is no doubt about it. The Panthers got this one right in selecting these guys to go into the ring of honor because they mean so much to this franchise. Let's talk about this current Panthers team, right? They move on from their head coach. They draft their franchise quarterback in April, and fans in Carolina are excited to see how his game translates. What have you seen from Bryce Young so far that makes you confident that he can do the job as the quarterback for this team? Listen, I watched Bryce Young year in and year out at Alabama. Um, I even had the opportunity when I was with the Chargers to watch him a little bit in high school. But me being a Georgia Bulldog, I watched this kid play way too much. <laughs> and I know what he brings to the table, man. He's the kid that, that's very dynamic with his arm talent. But what he brings to the table as far as getting out of the pocket, keeping the plays alive, being able to find things down the field, his leadership qualities that you hear people rave about, his understanding and knowledge of being able to grasp the playbook quickly, 
His teammates respect him so much, man. I just love what he's going to bring to this city, man. You look at when Cam came into Carolina and the, and the environment that was surrounded around Cam and, and how the atmosphere was so electric. I feel that same kind of electricity with Bryce Young right now. It's debatable to see if he can bring what Cam brought to the team, but I just think the sky's the limit for this kid because he he wants to be great, and you can see it. You mentioned his leadership qualities, and you have a new leader there in Frank Reich. I know you that you've had an opportunity to talk to him. Why is he the right guy for this Panthers team going forward? I was one of those guys that was standing on the table for Steve Wilkes, but when Coach Reich was the one that they announced as, as the man for the job, I was definitely on board because I had the opportunity to meet Coach Reich a few years back in Buffalo. I received the award that he used to give out every year. And just knowing the man that he is, I feel like he's the right guy to take over after the rule era and just take this franchise to where they need to be because an offensive-minded guy that's coming in that's going to help put up points. And we know the NFL is, is an offensive-based league. They take so many rules to make sure that the offense is scoring points. <laughs> I'm a little biased, as you <laughs> <laughs> might be able to tell. Yeah. But Coach Wright, what he brings to the table, with him being a former Carolina Panther, it just means more when you've had the chance to put on a uniform and put on a jersey and now go back and be the head coach of that football team. You want to win at a greater level. I know all head coaches want to win anyway, but whenever you have an opportunity to go back to your alma mater or your, or your former team to be able to, to, to win football games, you want to take advantage of that. And we know Frank Reich asked you to come back uh, and speak to the team during mandatory minicamp last month. What was your impressions of the team and what was your message to them? You know, I, I love where this team is, where they're at right now. Um, I think, like I t talked about, Frank Reich, when you look at the staff that he's put yeah. together, that's, my, that's what I love the most. When you look at the amount of coaching talent that we have in that locker room right now, I know, first and foremost, before the guys ever take the field, they're going to be well prepared because I believe in all of the coaches. You know, one of my former teammates from Georgia, Thomas Brown, is the offensive coordinator. I love to see him in that position, having that opportunity to lead this offense. We got Josh McCown. We got D'Angelo Hall. We got Deuce Staley. The list goes on. So these players are going to be put in positions to have success. And I feel like we have a ton of talent. They went out and did a great job in free agency and in the draft. So I'm just looking forward to seeing what this, guy, this group of guys do. You can see when you're out there how different it is from when the rule era was out there, how these guys work hard, how they're buying into the scheme. You don't hear a bunch of guys complaining about this, complaining about that like you had a few years ago because Coach Rule came in, and Coach Rule was a college coach. He wasn't a bad guy, but he was a college coach trying to implement a college lifestyle into the NFL game, and we all know that's tough when you, have, when you try to do that. Mm -hmm. TD, you're right, all-star coaching staff. Future head coaches Absolutely. on that roster, too. Thomas Brown, Ajiro Aviro. I want to talk a little bit about you and your family. TD, you got football genes all in your blood. And your son, Thomas Davis Jr., recently got a few offers to play college ball at UNC, yes. at NC State. Mm. What's it been like to watch him play and reach this next step of his, his career? Listen, that's, one of, that's been one of the most exciting parts of, of me being retired right now. And that's one of the things that I wanted to really dedicate my time and my energy to, to making sure that I poured into the, the life of my son and my twin nephews. They also live with me and they have those same offers. Just being able to put them in position to be successful, letting them understand, you know, this is the first step in the, in the process, you know, you got to get you get the offers, but you got to keep the offers. You got to continue to work hard. You got to do the same things 
now that you have them, to continue to keep them. They don't just give you offers as freshmen in, freshmen in high school if you're not putting the work in, if you're not doing the things that you need to do. So you got to be able to be in a position where you go out, you make plays, you do things the right way off the field, and just trying to impress upon them how important that is to continue to do those things. Thomas, I, uh, you know, I mentioned I saw you wearing your Legends community uh, shirt. You know, one of the biggest and most difficult things for guys who, in your case, 16 years of playing, what your identity is when you walk off the field, what that transition is going to be like. And I think this show is a real opportunity for a lot of current and former players who watch the show. I thought maybe kind of give you a platform and talk about how we can help the player transitioning to make sure that that we continue to be together as an NFL brotherhood. You know, I just encourage all of the active guys right now to tap into the Legends community while you're playing. Don't look at it as a thing, uh, oh, I'll, you know, I'll do that once I retire because that day is going to come for all of us. We just don't never know when it's going to be. Tap into it right now. Make relationships. Get to know this name. Tracy Perlman is a name that you guys absolutely need to know. If you are an NFL player right now and you don't know who she is, then you are behind the eight ball when it comes to the NFL pecking order because she's she's a person that really got me in the position that I'm in right now when it comes to life after the game, like understanding what all the NFL has to offer us and understanding all of the things that we've earned as players. For so long, players were not taking advantage of the things that they've earned, and that's why I wanted to be in this position that I'm in to make sure that our guys are utilizing those things. I'm headed down to New Orleans at the end of the month to do my uh, Tulane medical brain See? and body. There you go. That's, That's a like, huge it's part like of it. a quarter of a million dollars in medical we get to, get to receive. Mm, so, yeah. Dedicated hospital uh, network. Right down, all of that. You right down Tracy yeah. Perlman. You listen, better, you better. listen to this man's work. 16 seasons mm -hmm. in the NFL. It is absolutely it was a incredible. What, what a ride. Thank you for being with us this morning. No it's problem. Awesome. Thank we you we for could listen me. to you for the next three hours, yeah. Yeah. but uh, unfortunately, we have to go. Uh, more Good Morning Football coming up after this. Hey guys, it's Ray from the Bobby Bone Show here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Let's go! Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the hills to the trails all over. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating, up to eight passengers, yeah. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer, check out amazing national sales event deals on RAV4s, Highlanders, and more. Visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> 
Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my day. That's my <laughs> Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at tmobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. We've got Seahawks safety Julian Love with us today. So it is time to talk all things DBs in another edition of Back to Back. I'm going to start things off, Julian. We're going to talk plenty about the Sauce Gardeners, the Jalen Ramseys of the league. But there's a whole bunch of other corners and safeties who don't get as much love as they should. So which current DB do you think deserves a little more respect? Oof, this is a hot topic. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to stay away from the corners. You know, DJ Reed has a claim there. Tariq Woolen has a claim there. A lot of a lot of corners have a claim that need more respect. I'm going to go safety. Uh, and I've been around him. Perennial pro bowler, Quandre Diggs. Mm. Uh, he's a guy who has been electric for the Seahawks well, with the Lions before uh, for years. He's been super productive. But when you talk about the most, you know, talked about safeties, he, he, no one really mentions his name. Uh, I think he should be at the top of the list. And I've had a chance to be around him uh, the past couple of weeks, months. You see here, I mean, last six seasons, he's top five in interceptions. No one talks about him still, or in the, in the aspect that they should talk about him. And just being around him, I can see more film on him. I realize how talented of a guy he is. He's a hard hitter. He's making plays on the ball. This guy needs to be talked about way more. I, I think we all have our own football heroes. Terry Bradshaw, of course, was mine at the quarterback position. So I want to know, growing up, did you have a favorite DB? Is there somebody that you tried to emulate while you played? And, and, and who was that? I grew up in Chicago, and so, you know, I grew up watching the one and only Charles Peanut Tillman. Mm. This guy was so fun to watch. You know, as a kid, everyone wants to be a running back. Everyone wants to be scoring the touchdowns on offense. And Peanut made it cool for me to feel, or to be a DB. He, he made it cool. This guy was all over the place. His production was nuts. Uh, talk about forced fumbles and picks. I think he's the only player with... 40-plus uh, forced fumbles in his career and 30-plus picks. I mean, this guy was taking charges uh, on the field while getting the ball out. Uh, and that era of Bears defense was so cool for me. You had Erlacher, Briggs, all those guys. Um, but Peanut Tillman was the man for me. He still has that peanut punch. The peanut that, punch. That the DB tries to specialize and knock on, it out, huh? right? That's exactly. excellent, excellent. Well, well, Julian, DBs have to have a wide-ranging skill set to be able to be successful on the field. And one of their more helpful skills is great hands to pick off passes. Which DB do you think has the best hands of all time? All time, only answer is Ed Reed. Ooh. When you look at this guy's highlight tape, it's probably it's the best DB highlight tape there is. Uh, he's flying around. He's hitting hard. 
he has two of the longest interceptions uh, return for touchdowns in league history. Uh, this guy was dangerous with the ball in his hands, and he got the ball a lot. One of the best safeties, my favorite, and I think one of the best safeties in the game ever. 2-0, Ed Reed. So I got my number. I love this guy. For sure had the best hands. This guy was all around the ball, and you can see it on the tape. That's why you have that number? That is why. I, I, you know, usually that question is, you know, answered from an offensive side of the if, if they had good hands, yeah. Cam, they would play wide receiver. <laughs> so they had this, to is a, this is a DB segment yeah. right here, right? Oh. Just, We're not going to take criticisms for DBs right now. Quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we you talk, eat with those hands? <laughs> <laughs> we talk a lot about schools like LSU and Alabama as contenders for the title of DBU, but Notre Dame has had some great NFL defensive backs who is your favorite to come out of Notre Dame? There's been a lot. There's been so many. Uh, some off the top of my head that isn't my guy is uh, Todd Light. He was my DB coach, legend, um, Super Bowl winner. Jeff Burris was a stud, top five pick. I think of Shane Walton. I think of uh, Harrison Smith still doing it. But my guy, I'm going to go with the most recent, and that's Kyle Hamilton. This guy, I probably hold the record for a few things in Notre Dame, one being hosting the most recruits as a, as a kid on campus. <laughs> and I hosted Kyle. Uh, and this lanky, skinny kid from uh, Marist High School in Georgia, I uh, was hosting it, and I'm like, this guy is different. Uh, he's, his confidence, his swag, his energy, his play style. Uh, I didn't get a chance to play with him in college, but it was well established. He had a great year last year. Had some learning. Uh, there was a learning curve early in the season, um, but he was producing last year. Yeah. He had a great rookie season. I think some people have him as one of the, you know, a candidate for you know, defensive player of the year after, you know, tumultuous maybe first couple weeks. But he's a, he's a guy I think needs to be talked about more and he's carrying that Notre Dame legacy forward. This is the next generation first round pick, Kyle Hamilton. Really good player. Was he as quick as you were, the two seconds? Absolutely not. <laughs> that dude was a stud. He had every offer you could think of, and so we were lucky to get him. Hey, real quick, we got to sign off, but where's the one place you had to take? You said you hosted all the recruits. What's the one place that you had to take him to? Uh, Rocco's Pizza. Rocco's Pizza. Rocco's See you, everybody. See you tomorrow. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain unlimited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash grandhighlander. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 